a terrible act of terrorism hits Wisconsin. But the question is, who are the real terrorists? This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So I went to Costco yesterday because we're going to Mexico for Thanksgiving. I think I told you that. We're heading out to Mexico and spend some time with the brothers who can't come over to the United States yet. And uh, so we went to Costco to buy the Thanksgiving staple ribs because that's what we want to eat is ribs. Not big turkey fans. I, I got to tell you, I, I, I like turkey. It seems like it's the right thing to eat. But, I, I mean, I've been making Cornish hens for the last 10 years or so. So I haven't even made turkey. I, again, when you live alone or you live with limited people, Josie, Josie's kids, Cornish hens are the best. And they actually, they taste really good. So we bought ribs. And I saw, I, I, I got to tell you, these ribs look good. They were ribeye ribs, about 20 pounds ribeye ribs. And I was just thinking to myself, these things are sexy. They look so good. And then I turned them over and looked at the price. They were $300 for the package. Now, the package is 20 pounds, but $300? I don't even think it was because of the inflation that jacked those bad boys up. I think they were going to be expensive no matter what. But I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And Josie kept saying, no, don't even look at them. Don't even look at them. Those are 300. We're not paying $300 for ribs. But they were ribeyes. Ugh. So we ended up getting the regular cheap-ass ribs with the all the fat on them. Uh, it, it, it took us actually longer to... I, I swear if I was working that day, it would have been cheaper to buy the $300 ribs because I wasted probably $800 of time trying to find the ribs at Costco that didn't have any fat on them. We did. We bought 40 pounds of ribs. So we're good to go. I don't need, we don't need to buy anything more for them. So good deal. Anyway, let's get back to the podcast. Okay. So there's some news that I was, I shouldn't skip and I was going to skip it, but I can't. So President Biden took a physical this weekend. Uh, apparently, Outside of his normal old age pains, he's in good shape. Uh, but there were two physical problems that they found. So this is according to uh, the Daily Wire um, quote, and this is from this is from the Surgeon General. So he said, "Quote: The president has experienced increasing frequency of severity of throat clearing and coughing during speaking engagements. I'm sure they looked that up because everyone had said, why does this guy continually cough? He has exhibited such symptoms for as long as I have known him, but they certainly seem to be more frequent and more pronounced over the last few months. It is acknowledged that the perception may be artificially confounded by the undeniable fact that, as president, a much greater attention is directed towards public engagements as compared to that which he experienced in previous positions. Nevertheless, the symptom is clearly present and warranted for detailed investigation. So, okay, he's coughing. I, 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 okay, so what? But he is. So, uh, that's a thing. Uh, the second thing they found, uh, the president's ambulatory gait is perceived, 
perceptibly stiffer and less fluid than it was a year or so ago. He has several reasonable explanations for this orthopedic history, but again, a detailed investigation was appropriate. Okay, so basically they found two problems. He coughs and he can't walk. Well, he coughs because he's old and he can't walk because he's old. That's it. Why don't you just say that? Detailed investigation means they don't want to say he's old. And by the way, it didn't appear it didn't appear that he actually he took a cognitive exam, which personally Donald Trump had to take cognitive exams. It tells me he did take a cognitive exam, probably, and that they just didn't release the results. But whatever, it, it is what it is. So yay, uh, President Biden has also indicated that he's going to run for re-election. Wow. At 36% approval rating, that's going to go just fine for the Democratic Party. And finally, Joe Biden has decided to release 50 million barrels of oil from our National Reserve. That sounds like a lot, yeah? But here's the thing. We use 18 billion uh, barrels a day right now. So I'm seeing 18 million barrels a day right now. So if we do the math, that basically means that by the time the oil's released, probably tomorrow, that we are going to get through halfway Friday and out of oil again. So don't expect your gas prices to drop anytime soon. All right, so let's 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 get to the main stories here. Uh, black supremacy or domestic terrorism? Which is it? Something you're not going to hear about on CNN or MSNBC is how a 39-year-old black man named Darnell Daryl uh, Brooks Jr. drove his car through a Christmas parade in Waukesha, uh, Wisconsin. So far, five have been killed and over 48 have been injured, including 10 kids. Two of the kids are still in ICU so with the internal injuries, so they're not out of it yet. There's very little information on this case, and trust... I trust, because he's black, the media is probably not going to give you a lot of information anytime soon. Oh yeah, he's black and he's a criminal. A career criminal. A career felon. A career felon who was driving away because he had just beaten the crap out of his girl, ex-girlfriend or former girlfriend. We don't know. Again, not a lot of information out there on this whole thing. I was going to talk about this yesterday, but I ran long, and then I thought, let's wait a day and see what the media comes up with, and the media has come up with some things, so I'm, I'm glad I didn't do this yesterday. He's got a record length of my arm. Uh, currently, he has two open felony cases and three open misdemeanor cases. Awesome. And he was granted a kind of a kind of a small bail. Now, what do I mean by kind of a small bail? The first time he was arrested, he was granted a $500 bail. And then the second time he was arrested, he decided to po they gave him a $1000 bail. Wow, cash bail, mind you. He had to have $1000 to give them. Um seeing all of this guy's uh crimes, I've got a feeling he probably has quite a bit of uh he probably has quite a bit a of um 
uh, money because he's been stealing it from all these people. Uh, oh, I forgot. He's also a sex offender. He apparently had sex with a 16-year-old in Nevada. So not only is this guy a bad guy in Wisconsin, he's a bad guy in Nevada. He's also a genius. So here he is explaining on social media how he ended up getting snookered by a 16-year-old having sex with a 16-year-old. This is awesome. I I had to include this. And then as soon as we fall out, all of a sudden, now I'm a pedophile. Let me explain that. Ten years ago, 2006, I caught a case with my oldest daughter's mama. Yes, my baby mama. She's from Oakland. I was busting moves in Nevada. I meet the bitch. She says she want to get down, so I'm pimping on the bitch. I'll take her to Nevada. You know what I'm saying? I get cracked. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know the bitch was 16 at the time. She gave a statement to the police and told them, yeah, she was hoeing, that I was pimping, and, and uh, that she was 16, and that I didn't know that. Okay? Okay, sounds like a genius, huh? Sounds like a real genius. <laughs> so, he, he's a sex he's a registered sex offender. Um, and by the way, I, I, I love when people sit there and say, she didn't, she didn't tell me she was 16. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm way off here. Did you ask? Did you ask to see her ID? Apparently this is a broad he just meant. He just met. So I would have thought, okay, I don't know who you are. How old are you? So I can make sure I don't have to serve 20 years and be a registered sex offender. So it's, it, it Goes without saying. Um, the question is, did this guy commit ter- uh, terrorism? This is, seems to be the big question. And the media is not reporting it. The police aren't saying. They're, they're really throwing two things out there on this whole thing. So the police are saying it's not white supremacy. It's not white supremacy. It's not terrorism. But they also said we weren't chasing him, so he was there for whatever reason. But the video kind of contradicts they weren't. Ch- it, it's really confusing. So let's let's take a look. Now the media is being very quiet with this guy, and they are, and there's good reason for it. I mean, he's black. He is a habitual offender. Okay, and we're trying to get through it. it basically all the political reasons that they don't really want to talk about this guy. The media already screwed up with some of the information they responded. They first reported that Brooks was being chased, fleeing from another crime scene. There is some evidence that actually did happen, but the police say, no, we weren't chasing him. Now, that story, according to the Wakosha or whatever this city's, according to the police over there, the police chief, that story turned out to be false. He had said that the police were not chasing this guy. Uh, I don't necessarily believe this. This isn't a conspiracy theory, by the way. It's because I've seen a lot of video, and the police do admit that one of the police officers shot at the shot at the truck that he was driving. Um, the uh, Wakesha police officer, uh, police chief says they weren't chasing him. The guy has a extensive criminal history, including battery, domestic violence, cocaine possession, resisting arrest. We also can't forget that he was having sex with a 16-year-old when he was in his 20s. So 
He was on bail for two pending felony charges and three misdemeanor charges, which, by the way, is part of the problem. His lack of bail is part of the problem here. We're going to talk about that. Earlier this month, the suspect was arrested for allegedly punching his child's mother in the face and hitting her with his car at a gas station. He actually drove over her, which I think is really weird. They found tire prints on her leg. So why did I say the bail was a problem? The first time he was arrested on on the initial charges, he was given a $500 cash bail. The second time the guy was arrested, the judge got more severe, gave him a $1,000 bail. Right now, the Wisconsin DA admits the bail amounts were way too low, and there is an investigation happening on that. I'm sure that investigation is going to turn out so many great things on this guy. The fact of the matter is, this guy should not have been on the street. This guy had no business on the street. If he wasn't going to hurt or kill five people and drive over 48 others, he was going to kill or hurt somebody else. He's a career felon. So, but that doesn't answer the question. Was it terrorism? Well, his social media accounts do show that he is a Black Lives Matter supporter. He hates Republican politicians and Republican and conservative media. And he spews black nationalistic quotes from people like Malcolm X. His rap videos also show that he absolutely hated Donald Trump and he absolutely hated the police. And by the way, he also uh, he also ran over a bunch of white people. Again, but was this terrorism? Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire thinks that this was terrorism based on the videos. He appeared, according to Walsh, he appeared to be aiming at people. The location, um, this part of Wisconsin is literally 20 minutes away from Kenosha and the timing, which was two days after the Rittenhouse verdict. What do I think? It is a form of terrorism. It's not quite the terrorism that I think Matt Walsh is thinking of. But there are a few things in the video that tell me it may not have been intentional, planned terrorism. The video shows that, though he looks like he's in a hurry, he was being chased by police. I cannot be sure if the chase started, where the chase started, how long the chase had been going. We haven't been told this. But also in the video... He does look like he's not trying to hit pedestrians or the parade goers. He looks like he's trying to avoid them and to to move faster. And there's one video that shows Brooks driving between the sidewalk and the middle of the street, kind of avoiding all the parade, uh, avoiding not only citizens, but the parade itself. And he had a shot at hitting a child, and he never veered towards the child and hit that child. So he had the chance to take her out. He didn't. So I, I get the impression this this was a guy who was just trying to run away. This was not a planned form of terrorism. Is But I did say this was a type of terrorism. 
the real terrorism is crime. Wisconsin is a blue state. Wisconsin has implemented bail reform. Wisconsin has implemented jail reform. Wisconsin has a very liberal DA that doesn't want to see anyone go to jail. And this has caused the problem of people not being safe anywhere. This guy had no business being on the street. I'll go a step further. He had no business being out of prison. This is a career felon. He cannot be rehabilitated. He has no remorse for anything that he's done. He should be spending the rest of his life in prison. This guy was going to take a life eventually. Money, My money would have been on his girlfriend or his baby mama. That's because this guy doesn't care about life. He showed that in the video I played five minutes ago when he was talking about the uh, he was talking about the 16-year-old he banged. In the 1990s, a bunch of states had a three strikes law. These laws stated that if someone committed three felonies on separate cases, they were automatically sentenced to, I believe it was 25 years to life in prison. In California, we had a three strikes law. I, I believe it was instant life. Okay, but blue states like California got rid of the three strikes law because of social justice. They, oh, we're putting too many people. Here, here's the reality. I like the three strikes law. How many felon, felonies in my 53 years on this earth, how many felonies have I committed? Zero. I have never committed a felony. If you cannot control yourself to the point that you do not commit a felony and you commit three of them in three separate instances, you probably are not, you're probably antisocial and probably shouldn't be on the streets. Jails and prisons today are seen as evil places that victimizes people, especially people of color. And it refuses to acknowledge that these jails and prisons are actually harboring antisocial, antisocial individuals who are criminals, who will do just what Mr. Uh, Brooks did. Crime rates in the United States have gone through the roof since the Democrats have taken over, since the left has taken over. Let's, let's be careful here with Democrats. I don't want to put all Democrats. The Democratic Party is actually broken into three different sections. The left, the progressives, the left being the AOCs and Rashida Tlaibs in the world. We're going to get there. The progressives, which would be Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the moderates, which would be uh, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. Since the left has taken over, the left wants to defund the police, close all jails and prisons, and end bail. They are responsible for the terror they have unleashed on this country. It was said today that New York, Philadelphia, New York and Philadelphia are now at record highs for murders this year. It's November. Chicago averages six to 700 murders a year, all run by the leftists, all but run by leftists. Wisconsin has a legal system that mimics leftist policy. The guy who, I don't know, everyone talks about George Soros, but the DA in Wisconsin 
was funded by George Soros. I hate talking about George Soros because I, I have a hard time embracing the idea that one man could F a country up so much, but it's becoming apparent that this one man wants to F this country up so much. But leftists don't get it. Instead of changing their tune and saying, well, maybe we should have prisons, maybe that's a good thing, the left just doubles down. So let's take a uh, let's take a look at an example here. Now, crime really bothers me, and this is why I'm bringing this up today. Because crime is preventable, we can deter people from committing crimes. How do we deter people from committing crimes? Uh, you make it so that they can't commit crimes. I don't see a problem with this. I don't see why this is an issue with leftists to just throw criminals in prison. But they don't want this. And the reality, let's look at the black population, because this is a statistic. I read this statistic somewhere a long time ago. I can't remember. That the percentage of blacks that commit crimes in the United States is 0.4%. Yet they make up 24% of the prison population. Well, here's the question for you. What does that mean? It means that most blacks that commit crimes do it over and over and over again. The blacks themselves don't actually commit crimes. That, that also explains why most blacks are for, are against defunding the police and for having more police. But the recidivism rate is so high. And that's kind of insane. But our policies that we're doing don't punish criminals anymore. So the day after this tragedy, this Christmas Day parade tragedy, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, we gotta, we we've gotta understand, she's not the brightest bulb. All right, she really is just. I, how how do I how do I put this so that it doesn't sound? She's stupid. Okay, she released a tweet yesterday. A day after, less than 24 hours, less than 24, I think it was 12, 14 hours after this tragedy where a guy killed a black man on bail, killed five people and injured 48 more. It sent out this tweet asking New York to eliminate cash bail because people are people of color are being kept in jail and it's not fair because they're all poor. She said this, Today we sent a letter to Representative Maloney and Representative Raskin to New York City's five district attorneys requesting information on excessive bail in New York City court system. When prosecutors seek excessive cash bail, it results in increased rates of incarceration, particularly for low-income adult." Uh, low-income def in defendants. More than 75% of individuals in custody haven't been convicted of a crime. Now, mind you, she doesn't say they're waiting for their trials. And are confined in unsafe conditions simply because they cannot afford cash bail, condemning thousands of individuals to languish in such environments as they await trial. As in such environments as they await trial is unacceptable. Okay, yeah, that's what she wrote. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to read the letter because 
you can go to my website and read it, and the letter basically says what she said in her tweet. Now, there are a couple of things here that I, I want to point out. Just because someone hasn't been convicted of a crime does not mean that they did not commit the crime. Typically, when someone is given a high bail, it's because of the seriousness of the crime and the preview that the prosecutor gave the judge at the bail hearing says that this guy probably did commit the crime. So, for example, if I'm a serial killer and I'm asking for bail, the prosecution would say, yeah, we did find the knife in his possession, we found him with bloody clothes, and we found her head in the, the deal. I haven't been, we found her head in his refrigerator. I haven't been convicted of a crime yet. And according to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I should be released. And if I make $15 an hour, that's a more reason to believe. But the judge hears that and says, okay, the head in the freezer, he had the knife, his clothes are bloody. Uh, no, no bail. That's usually how it happens. Bail is made to ensure that the suspect comes back to court. With me, if you release me, release me on my own recognizance or in a real low bail, I got nothing to lose. I'm taking off. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to add another charge to my 16 life sentences for serial murder? Now, I know I'm using an extreme, but I, I do want to show the point. Okay, there are people out there who are going to jump bail because they don't see their lives as being a good thing. This guy who beat the crap out of his girlfriend, allegedly, ran over five people and injured 48 more because he figured, my life is over anyway, I might as well just go. The judge also wants to assure that other crimes aren't committed when I'm out. This happens all the time in a bailless, in a bailless city. The guy gets out, he's on bail. It's, New York is notorious for it. So Chicago. They get out, lack of bail, and then they end up committing another crime. Again, recidivism. I also find it funny that AOC, she's a member, she's the lead member of the squad, um, wants to release criminals for social justice, but she wants Kyle Rittenhouse thrown in prison for the rest of his life for the sin of defending himself. Do you see the double standard here? Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse is white, which means he's a white supremacist. And he's a militiaman, and he's a vigilante, blah, 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 blah. All that crap. Oh, she wants all that reform for everybody else, but not for anyone who might be on the right. And by the way, I listened to Tucker Carlson's interview of Kyle Rittenhouse. He doesn't sound like he's exactly on the right. He doesn't sound like he's a leftist. He sounds like he's a moderate, he's a moderate Democrat. He's very moderate. He actually supports BLM. He said it. Okay. Finally, why would she say that the day after, why would she say this, tweet this, a day after a guy ran over 53 people, killing five of them, and he was out there killing these five people and injuring the 48 because he had an inappropriately low bail that is now being investigated. Yeah, she got a lot of crap on Twitter. So let's go over some of it. So Ben Shapiro said, your timing is dot, 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 odd. 
uh, Mike Cernovich, uh, a political commentator. The day after a massacre occurred in Wisconsin by a violent criminal released under bail reform policies, AOC posts this? Dana Loesch, who used to be the head of the NRA, because Wakusha wasn't bad enough, apparently. Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire said, Holy sh... At AOC is a demonic sociopath. A guy out on a $1,000 bail just mowed down a bunch of pe- women and children and her immediate response is to ensure that even more violent criminals are released back into the communities. These people are really, truly, diabolically evil. But it wasn't just AOC who, who keeps pushing this crap. Another dumbass, Rashida, from the squad, by the way, Rashida Tlaib was interviewed by Axios reporter Jonathan Swan about a bill she proposed that would release federal prisoners. Federal pr- Ted Kaczynski is a federal prisoner. Half of the Aryan nation is under federal is in prison because of federal crimes. The Boston bomber, the head of Al-Qaeda, are considered federal prisoners. This is what she had to say when she was confronted by Jonathan, uh, by Axios reporter Jonathan Swan on some HBO news, uh, news show. Listen. The BREATHE Act proposes emptying federal detention facilities within 10 years. To what extent have you wrestled with any potential downsides of releasing into society every single person who's currently in a federal prison. Yeah, I, again, I think that everyone's like, oh my God, we're going to just release everybody. That's not That's what, what the facts Yeah, is. but did you see how many people are mentally ill that are in prison right now? Because what I'm trying to understand is your, your proposal is so sweeping. It does, oh, oh, it does release yeah. everyone. Think about it. Who are releasing? But there were like human traffickers, oh, I know. child sex. But yeah. what I'm saying is look at... Who's in prison now? Yeah, anyone in prison now is a hardcore criminal. Federal prison. Excuse me. Federal prison. It means they did something so bad the federal government said, no, 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 we're going to take this guy. Like I said, Kaczynski's in there. The founder of Al-Qaeda is in there. The shoe bomber is in there. Zacharias, one of the guys who planned 9-11, is in there. The Boston bomber is in there. The kid who killed uh, the eight black folks at that church because he was a complete racist, he's in there. Most of the Aryan Brotherhood is in there. Release them all is what she's saying. And her bill does want to release everyone at a federal prison and close them. I'm sorry, federal prisons should be like the one in Colorado. The one where people are sitting by themselves with nothing but a toilet and the water goes off once a day. That's where they should be, suffering. These are people that are never going to see the light. Most of most federal prisons are filled with people that are never going to see the light of day again. This also proves that leftists have a problem. They're so busy tearing down the systems of the United States, they have no answer as to the damage that could be done or what systems that need to replace the system they're tearing down.
They never sit back and say, oh, well, we should get rid of federal prisons because they're bad, and we're going to have criminals, right? Because the criminals, Zacharias isn't going to go out there and not commit terrorism. But they have no way of dealing with anything. She also knows that her bill will cause severe backlash. It will make lives worse for regular people. And if lives are worse for regular people, people will not vote for her. She's lying about who it will affect and the extent of the bill she wrote. She did it right there. The guy said, I read the bill. It says, you want to release all prisoners. She knows that doesn't look good. So she's got to manipulate the wording. Unfortunately, she's too much of an idiot. And this character who interviewed her, um, what's his name again? Uh, Jonathan Swan. Yeah, he'll have none of it. By the way, Jonathan Swan, foreign Axios reporter, is actually a very good reporter. He did the same thing with Trump. So he's not a leftist. He's probably kind of a moderate. I mean... She doesn't want to know, she doesn't want you to know that her bill will release terrorist serial killers and leadership of the worst hate groups in the country. Hey, I think these people are mental, I think all those people are mentally ill too. Serial killers, terrorists, hate groups. I think they're all mentally ill too. That doesn't mean I want them on the street. If you're in a federal prison and you're mentally ill, you've done something really bad. You probably still need to stay in there. And putting you in a mental hospital, which, by the way, there are no mental hospitals, probably not, which I've talked about. I think we need to bring back the sanitarium system, both for mentally ill and drug addicts. By the way, that's prison reform. How it works, I don't know, but something like that. But if you're too so mentally ill that you killed someone and you're indicted federally, I don't want you out there. John Wayne Gacy was mentally ill. I don't want him on the streets. Finally, look at how blase she is about, about it. Her stupid bill is, going, is not going to affect her at all. She's an elite. She has private security. She has a wall around her home. She has cameras. She doesn't care. It's our lives that are going to be effed. Hey, let me, let me make this very clear. And I've said this before. I think there should be some reforms to the system. I don't think mentally ill people, unless they've committed a crime, they're there forever. Or drug addicts belong in the prison system. But we already know a lot of them aren't in the prison system. That is kind of a lie that the left throws out there. I think there should be some rehabilitation for prisoners. If those prisoners are going to get out... I think prisoners should work while they're in prison and in meaningful ways, not just making license plates and crap. They should be doing something. I've always thought one of the greatest things that a prisoner could do is like an IT help desk. They learn a skill. They practice their skill. They get paid minimum, but they have a skill they could leave. Something like that. Mechanic. Something like that. They should be able to do this. But I also believe prisons are there for another reason, the real reason. It's justice for the victim. It's punishment. Prisons should be a lack of freedom and you should feel it. It should be miserable. It should be hard. It should suck ass. And the reason? You should never want to go back. 
And hopefully, one of the ways you do not go back is not commit a crime. But that's different. Again, that's only for people who are going to get out. I think someone is who is there for life, they're there for life for a good reason. And we shouldn't give a rat's ass about their suffering, comfort, or rehabilitation. You stick them in a jail cell, give them a bucket of water, maybe give them some bread and water, and let them just rot and die in that cell and no celebration to it. But we gotta we gotta baby all these people. They've got their rights. You know something you've got a right to you you could if you're on death row you have ten years to appeal. If you're there for life, you've got your entire life to appeal and prove you're innocent. Or whatever. Because most guys aren't innocent in prison. That's the other thing that I, I, I would love people to ask. Okay, oh, but there's so many people of color in prisons today. Okay, how many didn't commit a crime? That's a question I'd like someone to ask. How many of those people of color that are in prison? And by the way, how many people, period, that are in prison actually didn't commit a crime? That's what I'd like to know. No one answers that. Because it's an inconvenient truth. Okay, I'm going to try and release a uh, Dumbasses Talking uh, <laughs> Talk Politics short video short today. Um, it'll probably be released tonight if I get it done. Uh, I Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can view the links, my show notes, and all of the videos. The video that I did of Rashida Tlaib is actually a really good video. Uh, you should probably take a look at it. I hope you have a, guys have a great day. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And if, I, if you do, are not on, have a great day. Thanksgiving, because tomorrow for a lot of people is travel day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.